fucking right. set up, brother. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check, check, one, two. Mind giving me a check there, brother? Check, 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 one, two. So we basically just sit here for an hour and have a conversation. Yeah, we just hang out, bro. But uh, I was in uh, Puerto Rico about a year ago. We had about and 10 all fucked up. We're oh. sitting there. And um, so they had these gummies and one of the brothers gave me a fucking gummy and I was um, I was like, man, I don't feel nothing. So I ate the second one. I ate a third one. He's like, dude, how many of you fucking ate? I was like, I don't know, three. He's like, you're going to fucking die. I was like, well, how long do I got? He says, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes. I said, well, let's take pictures. I just remember not being able to pick my head up off the table. <laughs> and I, yeah. I was walking to the to the commode and I threw up in the shower because of I got motion sickness. Oh, my God. Nah, it was a good time, but uh, <laughs> I just try to stay away from edibles. I really I'm, I really don't fuck with too much shit. Have you ever you, you've seen my wife? But yeah. Yeah. So um, officially she is my wife now. But how's it feel? It's a newly married. A little bit weird. She has to have sex. I don't know, like every day. And it's uh, all. Yeah, it's a you. tough life. <laughs> the things I bitch about in life. No, but um, no, but she's just uh, I, I don't know. We've been together what fifteen months now. Re reacquainted. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen months. Sixteen months. And uh, nice. And she uh, she's a good girl. You know, she's just um. She's very sexual, active person. As long as she's only sexual with me, we're good. Yeah. Everybody else dies. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take no hostages. There will be no witnesses. And no, but she's just, she's just loves me to death. And people, people say, well, like, dude, why, you know, why are you with her? I mean, I was like, cause she loves me to fucking death. Yeah. You know, and she's got such a credible heart and she's a fucking hottie. Um, but she's just, she's, she's just a good person. Well, that's, that's honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, man, that's honestly all you can ask for is someone that's genuine. Yep. And they're genuine for and to you. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not really into like social media. She has a portfolio of modeling portfolio. Uh, Natasha's her agent right now and, and, uh, and whatever. And so what happens is, um, uh, people will look at her portfolio and they'll be like, Hey, check us out. We want you to do this. We want you to advertise for that. Or can we do this? And can we do that? And so they said, hey, look, we, we've got this wedding venue. This guy spent like $3 million. He's got 100 acres. It's this incredible farm. Uh, but a big old building down there. It's just for weddings, you know. Yeah. And um, Down there in Sanford? No, it's it's in um, uh, Kittrell. Oh, okay. Kittrell. Okay. Somewhere way out there in Kittrell. And this lady and man, they're very well off and very, very nice people. So they called her up and said, hey, can we hire you? Uh, they were going to hire a groom. As yeah. an actor, guy, whatever, whatever. They were going to hire her. Oh, yeah, we can stop at any time. No, no, you're good, okay. dude. No, and, and free flow is, I love this. And, we, and so they said to me, I says, um, she says, well, look, well, meanwhile, we we were getting married in Scotland on yeah. May 27th. So we had found out that you need a, a visa to be a natural citizen yeah. of the UK in order to perform a legal marriage in Scotland. Well, the UK, which stands for United Kingdom of, yeah. of a couple of different countries combined as one. So I said, okay, no problem. So we hired a, 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 a law firm out of Manchester to get me a visa, but you know what I'm a part of. Yeah. And so it's very difficult for that because it's on all my stuff. Yeah. And um, it was just going to take a long time. So I was like, oh man, this sucks. I just lost $1,800, you know? Hmm. And, and anyway, and, and, and we're still contesting. They're going to try to give <laughs> some of our money back. I, th I think at least half, hopefully. 
That'd be good. Yeah, five years from now, we'll get 900 dollars back. You know, but, um, but no, but <laughs> the long story of it is, is um, so while we're debating this, she's got this real wealthy lady who owns a lot of stuff, and sitting here, and Amy owns a salon. Yeah, it's a higher end salon. She does like the um, uh, some uh, yeah. wives, hairs, um, you know, uh, people hairs i mean she upper scale men's cuts 85 dollars. Yeah. i mean it's crazy i i, I don't know how to, and and they never tip i mean they never give her 85 dollars. Oh, tip. Well, that, yeah so <laughs> she's making a zillion dollars she makes yeah. all the money brother but she's got a really nice studio <clears throat> and um she's talking to this girl and the girl she's just complaining like oh my god we made all this money and then um she was like well why don't you do this why don't you i'm already gonna hire you to 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 you know be in a wedding dress for my website and a commercial or whatever they put together, why don't you just legally get married the day you do it? And instead yeah. of us hiring an actor, we'll just hire Phil and Phil will be the actor and we'll put it on a website and da da da. And Amy was like, Well let me talk to Phil. I was like, Baby ain't no damn actor. I don't want to be put on no damn all over the internet. And uh she's like, Well it's free and so I said, All right, cool. So we did it. And, Save um, twenty thousand dollars with that. <laughs> it's usually about three thousand dollars just to reserve the venue. Yeah, for one day. And I says, "Well, let's do it." Okay, cool. So when we were actually doing the photo shoot yeah. for her website um, and things like that, we went ahead and got legally married. Now, is we are we trying to keep it a secret? No, nope, because we had to get legally married. But yeah. that's the reason I'm wearing a wedding now. But but when we go now, we've got thirty seven people plus eight other people flying to Scotland, spending five to $7,000 to come to my wedding. I paid, uh, we've got about 60 grand added up right now yeah. for this wedding. I don't want to minimize that experience okay. by telling them, Hey, we got married already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we're doing, um, you know, uh, Celtic, not tying, yeah. jumping to the broom, things like that. Because whole different style, yeah, whole, whole different, whole different yeah. you know, Scottish tradition thing. So it's so a long story short. Um, we don't want to minimize that. So, so if anybody asks, we tell them. I mean, we ain't not trying to get a secret, yeah. but we have to legally. What we were going to do is just go down to the courthouse house a week before we go to Scotland. A lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah a lot of people do. Yeah, it's not uncommon. And I don't think you'll hurt anybody. We've got a abilities. friend that's a country singer, <laughs> yeah. very well off country singer, which, um, and he had a humongous hundreds of thousand dollar wedding in Italy, and he had to do the same thing. Gotcha. Because you legally can't get married there unless you're a citizen of those places. And yeah. so it's a little bit of drama, but when I rented a castle. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's pretty badass. You know, the cool thing of it is about Have an Outlander wedding, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That was one of our favorite shows. So what happened was um, my family tradition, my family history on my dad's side is, is, is all from Scotland and, and yeah. things like that, you know, years ago and everything. So... I went there, you know, you find out your ancestry, whatever, whatever, and you go there and you start finding things. You're like, oh, so I went over there. I've been over there uh, five times the last two, three years. Nice. And, um, yeah, five times. And so you just start finding stuff. I took all my kids over there and everything. And um, the cool thing of it is, is you um, you just find out about where you come from and things like that. So so anyways, so long story short, I take Amy over there. Yeah. I was like, hey, baby, you want to go? And she's like, yeah, sure. So we go over there, and um, she doesn't know I got a big old diamond in my my pocket. Oh, you, know? you sneaky bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember her saying one time, she's like, 
Well, I do not know if I would ever, if I ever got married again, I don't know if I want just a white diamond or anything like that. I said, like, what would you like? And she's like, well, my style is more or less like, I don't know, like a black diamond. I was like, black diamond. Okay. Um, I can see that with the tattoos. Yeah. I just think <laughs> dollar bills, dollar bills. So, you know, I'm down in Tampa at the international mall and next to like Prada and Louis Vuitton and Rolex, you know? And so I'm down there and, and there's this place uh, called Heisberg, Heisberg Jewelers or something like that. So I go in there and I say, Hey, do, do y'all sell black diamonds? Cause I went into K jewelers and they're like, uh, no, uh, we sell little baby black diamond earrings. I mean, yeah. you know, like, uh, I want like a diamond engagement ring, not yeah. something that you have to like put a glass in front of, you know? Yeah. You want to be noticed. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, she's a noticeable person and I want something on her hand where people are like, Oh yeah, she's married. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It, fits it fits kind of with her. Yeah. yeah. She's flashy, you know, bougie. And anyway, so, um, so I go there and they're like, Oh yeah. yeah. So they hand me this laptop. They're like, dude, we can make you a custom ring. So I hand me this laptop and I'm looking at the laptop and, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, an iPad and I'm looking at this iPad. He said, you can custom make it. Well, I had a budget of like five grand mm-hmm. and I'm like, Man, I left there like thirteen thousand dollars later, and that was just <laughs> for the, yes. that was just for the engagement ring. But the cool uh, thing is, I got to I got to design it. You know, yeah. I just sold a house, so I had a little extra change, you know, and things like that. But but I um, well, it's more more unique. You didn't yeah, buy yeah. it off the shelf. So yeah. she has got a five point two carat black diamond ring and one and a half carats in nice. white diamonds around it, totaling almost seven seven carats on her engagement ring, and then. Put a she, tracking device in yeah, her in case yeah. she throws it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, so for her wedding band, I got her another two and a half carats. So she's, I think she's like over nine carats, but it's a really beautiful ring, and uh, and she loves it. But it's more her style, black and white diamonds, you know. Nice. And uh, and I'll show you a picture of it in just a little bit. But yeah, she um uh, she loves it. So we went over there, and I I I got this ring, and I had to custom order it. Obviously, it took a month to get here. So I get over there, and we're outside this castle, and I um. I say to her, Hey baby, I get on one knee right there in the garden and say, Hey, look, we, you know, look, we, we are everything together. We are an awesome team. Why don't we just do this forever? Will you marry me? She's like, yes. I was like, what? She said, yes. She had to say it three times for actually new. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't expecting like, it. Yes. Was easy. <laughs> I was expecting it's like, are you crazy? Uh, you know, something like that. But a long story short. Um, and then I was, and so we were sitting there talking, hugging each other, whatever, whatever. And, uh, I said, man, wouldn't it be cool to get married in a castle? You know, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, that'd be a dream. Oh, my God. And that, when she said something like that would be a dream, it just kind of locked in. You were like, all right. So I said, hey, <laughs> baby, I got to go use the bathroom. She was going to use the bathroom, getting her soda or something. I went over to the I said, can you rent this place? You know, it's a castle. Yeah. In Sterling. I mean, you know, yeah. there's an old word in Sterling. I'm sure a lot of people have heard it. It's called he who controls Sterling controls Scotland. Now, Robert the Bruce, this is where he lived. Yeah. And Mary, Queen of Scots, this is where she gave birth to her, her first her first son, who ended up controlling, it was the first king to control uh, all of UK. So, you know, it's it's a very historic site, you know, and, and they're like, well, I think you can. And then once they told me, it was like, yeah, you can rent it for one day for about $10,000. I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know. <laughs> And so, long story short, I started thinking about thinking about thinking about it. I said, screw it. Yeah. I called him up and says, we're going to rent the damn castle. You know what I'm saying? So, we rented it. Nice. And now, it's 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 going to be a cool little thing. We got, I got um, bagpipes people being there. I got. Fuck yeah, dude. Caterers coming in. <laughs> cakes coming That's in. awesome. 
you guys want to do any of those like uh, uh, traditional games or anything, like where you toss shit, big you know, heavy rocks and shit? No, we won't be doing that. <laughs> um, my baby might break a nail. Yeah, she'll have to lay her Louis Vuitton purse down to uh, throw a rock. <laughs> she'll stab somebody. That's for oh sure. shit. <laughs> no, but so so we literally just um, you know just got it all planned out and got it all done. We're excited about it. We we ended up spending a little bit more money than we thought. To be honest with you, but it's more of a, well, we done we done done this far, and well, we done done this, and I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. Probably not in a minority group with that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody spent more than they meant to on their wedding. <laughs> yeah, so we looked it up in the North Carolina average North Carolina weddings about twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. So to spend twice as much in a foreign country, that's not that big a deal. You I know, would, I would imagine just seeing how much it costs to rent the uh, church up at Duke. I mean, isn't that like 20 grand or something? I don't know. I, just I don't even it. know. Somebody can fact check me on it, but I, I think it's somewhere. It's expensive. Let me tell you the story. So I we, can only imagine. So we flew over there to make the final arrangements yeah. and sign everything. And, and Carla, our wedding planner, she's basically saying, it's okay, this is where you can do, and this is where you can do that. And, and Amy's like, mm, it's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, we just put $5,000 flying here to sign paperwork. Okay, we're going to make this work. This has got to work. <laughs> yeah, and my son Jay's with me. You know, my son Jay. And Jamie's like, oh, God, Dad, here it goes. And she's like, no, it's just, it's just not going to. We'll just have to find another castle. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. Here we lose go. all my deposit money. Yeah, it's going to be. No, they want to get it back probably. But oh, yeah. you know what so, so long story short, um, so she says, well, why don't we get married? Because what it was is Amy said, I want a, I want a wedding dress. She says, baby, look, let me tell you something. I said, so you can go to Kohl's and just get this cool dress or something? And she's like, uh, no. no. <laughs> I said, what about that bridal mart? And she was like, uh, no, honey. She said, let me, let, me, let me explain it to you, babe. We are getting married in a castle, which is one of the most prestigious dress. castles in Scotland. You know, and, and, and I'm not wearing a dress from the bridal mart. You know, yeah. I'm not, nothing against the bridal mart or anything like that. You know, but she said, you know, she said, so basically in a nutshell, I'm flying up to New York. I've got some appointments with oh, some designers yeah. and she bought a $10,000 wedding dress. You know, she says we're getting $10,000 wedding dress in a castle. It's going to be a good time. We're doing it up. If you're you going to do it, do it right. You're right. <laughs> I didn't know. She just told me the other day it cost her like $2,000 to, to get her dress fitted. I was like, Lord have mercy. This I'm in the wrong business. I need to start doing stuff with weddings, you know, so I, I'm cool with it. And, uh, but yeah, everything is going good. I'm just, I, I'm not ready for it to be over with, but I'm ready for it to be over with. Yeah. You know, and then we're going on our honeymoon, which is incredible. We're going on um, for 28 days, 11 countries. Nice. Which probably is going to cost me more than the damn wedding. Y'all doing train, plane, or mix of both? No, we're, we're flying into uh, London a week before the wedding. Uh, Amy's best friend is a guy named Carl. He's, he's an incredible man. We always say that that's her brother, you know, nice. because they're so close. Carl and Jay, uh, they've been married for about 20 years, and they're an awesome couple. And they said, well, look, we want to do something special for you. So what we're going to do is we're going to rent a really nice flat in downtown London for a week yeah. prior to the thing. And let's just go there and eat. They love going to, like, nice restaurants and yeah. things like that. Is that rain or anything? No, it'll be fine. And so anyway, so um, it's a long story short. Uh, we're going to go to London, and then we're going from London. We're taking a real bougie car uh, train to uh, to Edinburgh. We're going to stay a night in Edinburgh. And then I rented another castle to sleep in. It's called the Dollar Bag. Anybody can pull it up online. It's called the Dollar Bag Castle. It's really awesome. It's a beautiful place. It's broken up. It's it's like a 
20,000 square foot castle broken up into like three or four apartments. Oh, sweet. And I got like the penthouse apartment. Like an Airbnb know. style thing? Yeah, actually. It, it, somebody with a lot of money bought this castle and turned it into like four apartments. That's pretty cool. And each apartment is like an Airbnb. Nice. And um, that's where I rented it from, actually, oh, Airbnb. Sweet. And so, but we rented the one with the rooftop terrace and for the photography mostly and things like that. And um, so they're staying with us. We got a hair and makeup people staying with us. And man, man we had to buy plane tickets for the hair and makeup people. <laughs> you know, he said they're enjoying this trip. This is, you know, for the t- photographer alone, you know. The cheapest which, vacation they've ever had. <laughs> yeah. And, and Natasha is an incredible photographer. Yeah. And um, so it, it's just one of those things where it's just, everything's just going to work out. But, um, but yeah, so it's, kind of looking forward to that we're going to scotland then we're going from scotland after the wedding we're flying to uh france we're gonna go to like paris disney beaches in normandy versailles you know all you know all the cool things in france i've been there a couple of times and never went with a girl and the food is gonna be yeah yeah the food's gonna be really good come back 20 pounds i'm I'm gonna come back with a (laughs) belly strap but no but it's it's gonna be a good time there and then we fly from paris uh, to Athens, and then we're standing in Athens. I uh, got this really nice suite overlooking the if I, necropolis. Is that how you pronounce Necro- it? Yeah, necropolis. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's overlooking that. So it's got like a private jacuzzi sitting on a terrace. Sweet. You know, you can so you can be in your own private jacuzzi overlooking that. That's gonna be incredible. And then um, you know, doing it up a little bit there for it's a honeymoon. You know, so yeah. so then we're doing that, and then we're going to um, two days later we're going to get on a cruise ship, and we're going to um be uh going on a greek cruise sweet going to all the greek islands and get to see all that white rock and blue it's going to be oh, incredible man, god man. i can only Mykonos imagine. islands <laughs> and then we go to croatia uh, it's all these different countries on this thing and all this different stuff and we finally end the vacation uh in venice okay and the boat the boat goes to venice and then we go five days in rome and she wants to go to the Vatican and yeah. Colosseum. It's really cool. It, 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 the cool thing about the Vatican is yeah. when I went there, I took my kids there and everything. But when, when I went there, they have this glass low-lighted area. There's actual sand that supposedly has, like, Jesus's blood on it or something. Really? And, uh, it's, it's just stuff that you won't see. Like, a piece of the wood from his cross is in there, huh. uh, supposedly. I mean, we, 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 we don't know. I wasn't yeah. there. Um, what but, surprised me is, you know, as far as how well the Catholic church has done at being able to collect, you know, artifacts and stuff. Those, uh, the Catholic church and the Mormons are both like artifact collectors. Yeah. And yeah. they've got some pretty impressive stuff. It's amazing what they have there, but obviously it's under low light and thick glass. So you can't yeah. touch anything, but, and, and very rare do they let you take pictures in there, but it's really, really cool. You know, it's really good to see all this stuff and see history. I'm a big history guy. So it's, and so is Amy. So, oh, yeah. So that's the reason we're wanting to go and, I did learn one thing in Italy the last time I was there is there's all kinds of different pieces. You, you, you know, when I go to, when I want pizza, I call Papa John's or Domino's, oh, yeah. you know, or Randy's Pizza, which is awesome. It's our favorite. But, um, but you know, it's like a New York style pizza. But over there, every region has a different pizza. It might be like two inches thick and cold. There might be like a cracker crust, yeah. which is pasta. It's... It, it was the most horrible pizza I ever had in my life. <laughs> He's over there expecting it to be good as hell. Uh, my kids were like, my kids wouldn't even eat the shit. You brought your roll aids yeah. in advance, and then yeah. like, it's not that. <laughs> They're like, hey, Dad, um, can we get like a burger? Because this pizza is terrible. I'm like, it's pizza in Italy. It's supposed to be the best. Eat it. You know. I heard that the uh, the pasta over there is different 
and the bread is a lot different as far as like it doesn't sit as heavy on your stomach. Is that is you know, that I don't know. Or is it just a I'm not a big foodie confirmation bias type thing. I'm not a big foodie, so I don't don't listen to me on it, but I, I I can tell you the food over there is good. Really? And now the cool thing about Italy is people go into you know a restaurant around noon and they leave at seven. God dang. Literally you eat lunch, then you talk, and then the time you get done talking, it's dinner time. And Bro. then you eat dinner and then you leave. That's called a it's, serious carb hangover for yeah. the next day. <laughs> You've been eating for eight hours. The Italians <laughs> do it right. And my new wife, Amy, she is her heritage is Italian. So she's looking forward to it. She's never been yeah. there. So we're looking to just do some cool stuff. Of course, she can't even eat a half of a kid's meal. So I don't know, you know, what we're going to do. But he said, you got all this food and she eats like a bird. What yeah. am I going to do? So I did, I did go there one time and I took my yeah. mom and, you know, there's this incredible glass restaurant on a hill overlooking the Coliseum and the Coliseums. And, and the reason I say glass restaurant is because it's all glass. So you can see out the, everything lit up like the Coliseums, yeah. like a hundred yards away. And they had some of the in, most incredible spaghetti. And oh, I took yeah. my mom and my mom was like, why do we have gold silverware? You know, I'm like <laughs> I got too many forks, you know, but it was really nice and really fancy, but, um, she had a great time and, and, um, but yeah, I'm flying my mom over to, to Scotland. Nice. Mom's in her seventies now. Sweet. And so I'm yeah. flying her over there and flying Amy's mom's over there. Bet she's going to have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I got my son on that, on that mission. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jay. Cause Jay's already been over there with me. So I'm like, yeah, he's like, Oh Lord. I was like, you got to take grandma's and make, make sure they, grandma, make sure yeah, she's good. <laughs> make sure she getting on the right plane. Jamin. You know, and, um, but I was going to fly him into London and then like take a nice train yeah. up to Edinburgh because it's about an eight hour drive from London to Edinburgh, Scotland. The train uh, rides out there. I heard are great. I've yeah, never, the train rides I've are never good. been, I'm, like I went, I was through Germany when I was deployed. We had to stop there, you know, yeah. uh, coming back, but we didn't get to venture out and do anything really. <laughs> it sucked, but I've heard that there's some really gorgeous train rides out that way. Last time I was in Italy, I took train rides everywhere and, and it was really, really cool. Um, to be honest with you, Dean, because it's you've got this big glass window and you're out in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. you're not near highways. I mean, it's, it's like a panoramic style. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, it. I highly recommend taking trains in Italy. I mean, Italy is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I can only imagine what Greece is going to look like. Oh man! You know, I've been over there so many times with work and, I, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been all over Middle East and Saudi Arabia and Palestine and Israel. And I, I've been everywhere, you know, just, you know, doing stupid travel stuff, but Egypt, I went to Egypt and Cairo and seen the pyramids of Giza and they're always there. It's all good sight, but man, riding on a train through Italy, um, Tuscany or something like that. I yeah. think it's just beautiful, <clears throat> especially man, I, when you get up near Florence. God, me and the old lady, we've talked about what we're going to do. We're going to wait till we retire mm -hmm. and then we're just going to take, you know, a couple months and just go and do our trip. Probably. If not, we'll do a smaller trip before, but we really want to be able to go do like a, entire euro trip oh, wow. kind of thing because yeah. i've been in certain places over there you know specifically middle east and stuff like that but yeah i would like to go and see stuff like the pyramids yeah the Colosseum, you know some historical sites in scotland like yeah there's several places i would love to go see yeah just so i can say i saw it myself yeah I, 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 what i did i started taking a picture while i was over there and i'd take my left hand and i'd touch whatever yeah. item it was like the Wayland wall in Jerusalem. Which yeah. is, you know, I'm not Jewish, 
Um, it's but got it's a huge historical significance. Man, I'm there. telling you, I mean, brother. I'm telling you. So, so it's just like you t- put your hand yeah. on the Wayland Wall and you take a picture of it, or you know, uh, you know in, anything. The pyramids I of feel Giza. The energies. You know, yeah. You just take places. a picture, and so so you see, <laughs> yeah. like you'll see the, some of my pictures. I'll be like, why does this dude like taking pictures of his hand? You know, but it's more well, or less it's just, my hand there. Yeah, at this yeah. spot. You know, yeah, it's nothing like I remember when I was in the pyramids of Giza, and <laughs> I was kind of tired that day, and. And all the tour, I, I got on a tour that day because you go under the pyramids and all this cool stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I said, you know what? I'm just tired. I don't want to walk no more. It's 8,000 degrees out here. And they, you know, out of their culture, you wear things, you know, shrouds and I think yeah. it's, uh, you know, whatever they're called. And we go up there and um, I climb up about eight feet, 10 feet. And they're like, oh, no, you can. I said, ah, so I just climb up there anyway. I said, come get me. <laughs> so I climb up there and I just put my earbuds on and I'm just jamming out to Jason Aldean. And, yeah. and then this little thought comes to my mat, mind and it was like, do you realize you were in the middle of Cairo, Egypt, climbed 10 to 12 feet up on the pyramids of Giza and you're listening to them, Jason Aldean. <laughs> I was like, this is one the, of the oldest and probably one of the most significant historical sites <laughs> on the planet. I know. And I'm here right now. It's crazy. crazy. You, know, yeah. you know, it's like I, I sailed down the Nile River uh, you know, and it was just, you know, I got baptized in the Jordan River. That was a really nice. fun time. Um, I'm sure the water, you know, is, is all jacked up now after they did me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why is there like a black spot? In yeah, it's like, it's yeah. Cool. It's cool. The evil came out. <laughs> so, you know, but it's one of those cool things, you know, you're yeah. there, you might as well do it, you know? Yeah, dude. And, and you find out little things during it, you know, like, um, uh, you know, little things you like, like when I was in Palestine, I wanted to go to Bethlehem. So I, you know, the cool thing about Palestine is it's a country inside of a country. You know, Palestine is a little country. It looks like a donut. If you can imagine like a donut, like Israel is the donut oh, yeah. and the little hole of the donut is Palestine. It's the craziest thing in the world to have a country in a country. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I'm very, I follow that whole yeah, geopolitical. Yeah. Thing it's, it's, you know, crazy it's very, that. very crazy. <laughs> Um, so, so I go in there and it's just, it's just sites that you just don't normally see. And it's just very, very bad. And, and, and checking out the Gaza Strip and it, it's just, it's just really, really different. And, but, but all of that, you go into Bethlehem. And so I said, well, I, I'm here. I got to buy something from Bethlehem. Yeah. Well, why not buy a nativity scene? So I bought a, uh, a, uh, olive wood nativity scene. From Bethlehem, nice. and it sits at my house every Christmas. And I, I'm thinking, you don't get no more nativity scene than that. That's the original, <laughs> the original from the spot nativity scene. It's a nativity from Bethlehem, and I had to carry that thing the whole rest of the trip. It sucks. He probably got its own bag. Yeah, but no, but it's it's cool. Yeah. You know, you do little fun stuff like that, and it just yeah. makes you realize, like your trip. You were saying going out there and um, you know, doing little things so you could say you see it. Yeah, I just want that, and I want to feel the energies, man. There's got to be there's a lot there's of got to be a different energy to certain places, just because of like the unknown amount of things that probably happened there. Yeah, it's just I mean, yeah. when I'm fascinated by that. When you think yeah. about how many wars and oh, how much blood is in the, the ground around those sites? God, it's yeah. just incredible, especially the pyramids, man. Like just thinking about, we don't know how they were made. No, we don't. As no far as we know, aliens yeah. built them, and, and and we may be right about that. To be honest with you, right about that. I'm not bullshit. We may have built them for the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, all the, <laughs> and the aliens got mad and killed everybody. I mean, you know. exactly. I mean, I've seen Predator Man. They were on top of the pyramids slaying. You know. uh, it's, it's no telling. But I do know one thing that people really don't realize is the whole 
third of the top of the pyramids of Giza or, uh, you know, the main pyramid, if so to speak, if you want to look at it, it was covered in solid gold. So a lot of people don't realize that. But so if you imagine the pyramid, the pyramid of Giza, which it, basically it's a grandpa, a dad and a grandson. And, and they have everybody try to do outdo everybody, you know, and the youngest grandson built the biggest one because he lived longer and he, you know, he could build it longer and he could put more people to do stuff. Uh, you know, that's what they say. Yeah. You know, with the aliens help. I don't know. And it's so cool that it's so like in line with like stars and symmetrical, perfect with no, with no computers or anything like that. Yeah. It's just really strange. But the entire third of the roof was all gold. You know, I mean, it's been stolen and stuff over the years. It's amazing to me knowing that the rock that they have there, you know, you can't carbon date it, right? Right. So right. You, no clue to know, but they know that the kind of rock they have there, some of it's from thousands of miles away. Oh, yeah. In the mountains. Yeah. Ain't so, that crazy? And the fact that each one of those rocks are like multiple tons, right? Which yeah. means with the technology they had back then, it would have been literally impossible no matter how many pictures you have of slaves, you know, pulling, pulling rock, like yeah. that would be impossible. Thousands so of miles. It's got to be one rock. Yeah. So it's got to be a caricature of something that someone imagined later on. I mean, it can't be because there's no it, way it, that 20 men can pull a 10 ton rock on a thousand miles on rough logs. Yeah. A thousand miles. <laughs> one of the craziest things when I was over there, I was on the Sphinx. <clears throat> and uh, so I'm standing there at the Sphinx. You can walk up to it. They have these little railings and you're like, you know, and you see the Sphinx here, and you get the pyramids right there. They're called the Pyramids of Giza. And, 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 and you do all this. And then I'm, like, doing a panoramic. I say, oh, yeah, check it out. There's the pyramids. There's some people riding camels. Oh, look. And I start zooming in. Yeah. That's Pizza Hut. <laughs> right there next to the Sphinx is a damn Pizza Hut. So it's, it's just modern times. It's just so crazy. But, yeah, it was good times doing all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, That's that's kind of like my hobby, you know, just yeah, traveling. Yeah. and. Have you seen that show on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse? I've seen a couple of little kibbits of it, yes. Bro, watch that shit. It is I need insane. to watch something it like that. It changed my whole perspective on everything as far as like the origins of the planet and evolution and everything. I've actually Crazy. got it saved on my thing. And Next every time, time I try to watch it, when I'm in it, I just get tired. I just doze off. You know, so that's why I say a couple of minutes here yeah. and there. But I really need to look into something. Yeah. I've been trying to find something new. I'm going to start it. Great. And uh, do you do much reading? No, no. Audiobooks? No. I, I love audiobooks. I mean, I just bought a Nostradamus book, and I've read the first chapter. Um, but that's the thing. first thing I've read besides a uh, magazine. Check out, um, check out The Mushroom and the Sacred Cross. Huh. And it's, the, it's, a, it's a book that was written a long time ago, right, by this guy who worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like, yep. Uh, deciphering them. I've been to the place where they found them. And he was a minister or uh, some kind of religious scholar or something. He had to do, he was a, a believer basically. And then he eventually got to the point where he came up with like a whole alternative history of how Christianity wow. came to be how it is today. But it's basically what the, the premise of the book is, is that Christianity started from a mushroom cult, huh. a psychedelic mushroom cult and fertility rituals. It wow. is fascinating. It's fascinating. So it would definitely be an interesting it's, read. It's something that, like, if you like to let your mind sort of go into some wild places with the possibilities, it, yeah. it completely it, it's wild. It's a wild book. Wow. I got it on audio, and I, 
I don't have time to sit and read for very long, right? So I do use my time at work in between jobs. Oh, okay. Podcast. Yeah, I got like this new book. It's uh, Nostradamus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, he, he's produced, he predicted so much stuff that happened. I mean, a lot of things didn't, but down to details. There's like, some wild shit. God. I mean, he's predicting, <laughs> like I'm reading shit. this thing right now, a chapter where he's predicting that the end of the monarchy in the UK and and how Charles is going to become this and then he's going to give it up for respect to his son and yeah and we we shall see make a little extra money to to just be able to do fun school stuff that you know so it's always good to to work and make money but it's always good to like like my uncle told me one time he says Phil he says you're never going to make money or be very financially well off working for somebody else you know, you have to own your own company and you make the time and you make the rules. It's all about getting control of your time. It's one thing you can't buy. You know, people you buy get time with your yeah, decisions. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You, you, you can purchase a flashy car, a flashy house. I mean, whatever people are into jewelry, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm just not that type of flashy guy anymore, but, um, but I like making my wife happy and my wife likes shiny things. So I buy her those things, but yeah. I really could give care less to be honest with you. But one thing money does give you by hard work, which gives you money and owning your own company, it gives you options. Yep. And with owning your own business, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I can do what I want when I want to do it as long as I can afford to do it. Yep. You know, and the number one thing is just don't live, a, a, you know, you know, above your means. Is that what it's called? You know? Oh yeah. And I don't try to keep up with the Joneses. I do what I want to do when I want to do it, as long as I can afford it. Yeah. And traveling's a good thing, you know, but if I gotta, I gotta be honest, I started my company in 1999. And if I didn't have the people working for me, such yeah. as my family members and especially <clears throat> my son, my right hand man, yeah. Phil Jr. If I didn't have them working yeah. for me, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. I just shut the company down while I go travel. Obviously that would be what I've done in the past, but yeah. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's let's go into that a little bit, um, because you obviously do have a successful company. That at this point you're able, you surround yourself with the right people to yeah. be able to go do things that you want to do. Yeah. Right? Which is like you said, you were able to say, let's rent the castle in Scotland and take about this much time, and you know for a fact that your company is going to be fine while you're gone. Yep. Yep. So that obviously didn't just happen. No. There's a lot of decisions that you had to make along the way and getting to that point, I'm sure was a journey Yeah, to say the, the least, you know, starting at the beginning, <clears throat> like where, where was your head at in the beginning as far as your company? Cause I know you had probably a lot of other things, you know, with your family and, and your other social uh, activities and your hobbies. But as far as your business, what, how did you, what was your mindset with your business as far as being able to keep it, steadily growing while you had all those other distractions and, you know, obligations. Yeah. What was something? It's all about, it's all about effort. You know, you're going to get out of life, what you put into it. And if you don't give a hundred percent, well, you're not going to get a hundred percent. You give 10%, you're going to get back 10%. It's the way it is with anything in life, but the same thing with the business. You know, I started my company in 1999. I'm 47 years old. So started it 23 years ago, you know, December 7th. I started it uh, the day of Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember that date, that's, all, that's the way I remember December it. December 7th, 1941. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
But long story <laughs> short, uh, I had a couple of people uh, working for me at the time who helped me start it. And um, long story short, I just decided that I wanted to be in control. You know, like I was working for a company called uh, Mobile Glass at the time in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately what it was is I was traveling to Europe and helping run stores here. And I was a trainer, you know, and I, and I was on <clears> their <throat> time, on their dime. And they paid very well, very good people. Uh, in, incredible place to work for. They have a huge place in Copenhagen, Denmark right now, still to this day. Uh, Fred is the owner. He's an incredible man, very smart man. Um, long story short, I just got tired of being told what to do. So I said, you know what? I want my control of my time. So I said, well, let's start, start a business. Well, that's all I ever known. My uncle owned a glass company called Sparrows Glass, which everybody has either worked from me or him at some point in the last 30 years, you know? <laughs> um, but long story short, um, when I got out of school, there was three things. You can either go to college you can go to military yep. or you work for the family business. There is no other option. I mean, you know, or that's just what you do, you know? Yeah. So of course, like my brother went to the Marine Corps, you know, and I went for the family business. Yeah. Um, and my sister, you know, she went in the professional field, you know, with college and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so all I've ever known my entire life since I was literally up into my first door glass. And I think I was 11. I did my first windshield in 1991. Um, I was, uh, what was I 16, maybe because yeah, I graduated in 93. So I was like 16. I did my, by myself, it was a, uh, Chevy S10. Gotcha. And so that's, and I was it's like, man, this corners. is, yeah, it probably took me 17 hours to do it. Now I can do it in 12 minutes, you know, but, um, so I started getting into it. That's all I ever known. So, so I said, well, this is all I know. I know how to do three things really, really well. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And one of them was putting in glass. So I said, well, that's what I'm going to do. So I started my company. I had a little bit of money saved up. And I, I just tried to do everything. And I just put 100% into building. Basically, like people do now. Like like anybody that starts anything, they try to brand themselves. So you know, I tried to brand myself. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and that's literally how I got started. Then 9-11 hit shortly after. you know, And I had, man, at the time, I had like, I don't know, 18, 20 employees like five to eight trucks, two guys to a truck, you know, had office personnel, 9-11 hit, the world stopped. Yeah. If you can make it through 9-11 and not go bankrupt. Um, 2008 was another probably big one for you. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different things I went through. And then and then here recently, the coronavirus. You know? Yeah. So, you know, we had offices everywhere and we had to shut them down because nobody could come there and I was still paying leasing, you know, everywhere, all over the no, I mean, I've got seven stores in three states now, yeah. and, and it, it's just a little bit of headache. But going back to the answer to your question is, you know, you've got to put in what you want out. If you don't put 100% in, well, you're not going to get it. It's just not. And and you, you, you cannot – your success is based on your attitude. Your success is based on your drive force to be successful. Yeah. If you do not put the effort in – you will not get a return. That's just the way it is. Garbage in, garbage out, good in, good out. That's right, man. And, you know, I remember one time 
my ex-wife, she was, we were in Chicago. Like this is, this is one of the cool things I can tell you, like being to a situation where you could change not only your life, but your children's lives and your family's life. It's a little bit. So it's, it's like a Tuesday morning. Yeah. And I'm taking the kids <clears throat> to school. I have now a 28 year old who is my right hand man, Phil Jr. And I, I, I just, I, I can't thank him enough. Then I have a 25 year old, knucklehead that I love more than anything in the world. His name's Jamin. And uh, he, he, that's all he ever knew was glass. So long story short, it's a Tuesday. I'm taking him to school. And they said something about Michael Jordan or something. Oh, wouldn't it be cool to go to Chicago and see this game in the Bulls? And I literally <clears throat> dropped him off of school, went to the office, bought plane tickets, reserved it all, called the wife and says, they're not even going to school Thursday or Friday. And she's like, wow, so let me go tomorrow. But they're not going to school Thursday, right? Wow, what's the matter? Well, we're taking the rest of the week, and we're just going to Chicago. And to be able to just, on the drop of a hat, tell them, hey, look, you know, like, I'm taking you to Chicago. This is what you guys said yesterday morning. We're going to go there. We're going to – I bought Bulls tickets, you know. bought little Bulls jerseys. You yeah, know. it felt great. Yeah. Another thing <laughs> is, like, you know, like, yeah. one time they were, like, talking about Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. They, we've been Yankees fans since Don Madley. Yeah. Obviously, I have, but. Um, I've took him to all the Yankee stadiums. Um, and, and, and one time, you know, we were sitting in there. So we were running into the, you know, we're about I don't know, 15 minutes late for the game. Derek Jeter's there. It's the old stadium. He hits the ball and literally it lands like, you know, two rows in front of him. And they're trying to catch the, uh, the ball for the home run. And, yeah. and, and just to, just to have him deal with that. And, 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 and like they're eating these. $12 hot dogs. It's just a piece of bread and a hot dog and the ketchup's all over their face. And you look at them and you're like, they're having and, a blast. and they're just so damn happy. And auto glass yeah. has, has really literally gave me that, you know, and, and it's the effort, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you want to be successful, you have to, you have to, you know, put in the work. And, and these are little things that you get, you know, and they, and they may not even remember these things, but I do, you know, it's giving yourself a goal. This is what I'm getting from you is give yourself a goal. Don't bullshit yourself. Give 100% and then you'll be able to have what you envision later. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. I mean, in this particular case, it's autoglass. You yeah. know, I did commercial storefronts. I uh, did shower doors, mirrors, tabletops. And, and then you find what you really focus in. Find out where you're good. I, I was doing vinyl windows, yeah. you know. I was doing skylights, you know, insulated glass. I mean, mirrors, tabletops. I mean, I was doing it all. Yeah. And autoglass. But I realized that you could be more profitable in auto glass, you know, and too bit, too much risk and not enough reward for flat glass. And, 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 and I love doing flat glass. Starting your own business is a good thing. You know, America is is the backbone of America, small businesses. Absolutely. And, and people don't realize that. They just see all this commercial <clears throat> stuff. And yet, to some degree, my new company, well, my company that I'm calling my new company because since I brought my children in it, but. Um, I've restructured it for my for children and things like that, and converted it to an LLC instead yeah. of a sole proprietorship and things like that. But, um, but long story short, just seeing things that you can do and and change people's lives and 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 it's just incredible, man. You, you just gotta you just gotta go out there and do it. Um, I don't know any advice I could give to anybody that is thinking about get starting their own business. Like if there was a young twenty five year old kid here and he wanted to start his own glass business, I would say, hey, look, brother, check this out. First of all, do you know what the hell you're doing? Yeah. Because. Do you know your craft? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got to be one of those things where, yeah. you know, if you don't know what you're doing, because when everybody else quits, yep. when everybody else screws <clears throat> up, 
you got to be the one that goes in there and make it right. Yeah. And that's where I won. My uncle Craig, Craig Sparrow, he taught me so well that I didn't really need anyone else, but I had to have other people to help me. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I don't need anybody, but you do. You do. You know, you're right. And, and, and so, and there's a lot of people that I got to give thanks for to help me along the way, but I paid them well too, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's how you keep good people is you make it worth a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I see that and I'm not even in an ownership position of anything, but you, you know, trying to keep good people on your crew, even as a management level person, you have to really, yeah, I re- to really I re- keep people happy because people, people get in their feelings quick. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust me. And you become a, a dad, a big brother, a babysitter, yeah. you know? And, um, I mean, there's, there's just so many people out there that has worked with me and helped me. And I got to give a lot of thanks to them. Um, but it all falls back on that owner. You know, if he doesn't know how to dig into the trenches and get his boots dirty, well, then there's no sense in him even doing it. it it'll be yeah. a temporary thing. You can tell. It's just like when I did MMA. It's, you know, everybody would always say, you know, we would have these guys over here. You know, I, I used to train jujitsu and judo for many years. And I, I would go over here and I'm like, they're like, dude, this guy's a sharp, built, perfect, hard-hitting guy. Why are you not looking at that guy? Look, you're, 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 you're over here with these, what they would call gumps or whatever, you know, I'm like that dude right there. He's got hit five times yeah. and every single time he's gotten right back up. I want that guy. Yeah. And they're like, why, why do you want that guy? He keeps getting knocked down. I said, but every time he gets up and that's something you can't teach. Yeah. I said, I can teach him how to fight, but I can't teach him heart. Yeah. And he's got heart. It's the same thing with a glass guy, you know, or somebody, anybody getting, looking to get in business, you know, you got to have, you're going to get knocked down 99% of the time. You're going to get, you feel like everything's falling apart. You're going to feel like, oh, I'm poor. But you got to look, you got to keep looking ahead. You got to keep putting in the work. And people who put in the work, you know, it always comes back to you. It will. It's, it's just like karma. You know, it, it's it's good thing. So that's what I would tell them. I was like, look, man, you know, make sure that you're um you're ready to put in the work, you know, because it's going to be tough. You know, what is it? 85% of all small businesses fail within the first 36 months. Oh yeah. I think yeah. it is. It's a large yeah. margin of yeah businesses. People the first think, five years, they don't make it. People think they can get in and they said, Oh, I can actually work. And then they, it falls to the wayside or they sell it or, or, or something like that, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I just been digging in the trenches for so long and now I'm starting to see a little bit of the reap and the rewards by passing it off to my, my children and, and things like that. And um, it does feel good to know, like, my son gets paid very well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's able to keep his his new uh, his wife and the mother of his new child home. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he takes care of her very well. They live in a nice home and things. And and the thing of it is, is to know that I can leave this to him. Yeah. And if he can choose, he can get rid of it, dissolve it, sell it, whatever he wants to do. To know that I'm leaving him that. That's good. Because well, you know, you've set your, your offspring up with a guaranteed path to success if they want it. If they you've want it. You've done your job. And yeah. and to be honest with you, Philip, Philip Jr. runs the show anyway after that. <laughs> no, no, he, he's a good kid. And uh, Jamin's a good kid. And everybody that works for me is, is good people. I really try to um, I have a technician named Sean. He's an incredible friend of mine. And, and, and you've never had the pleasure of meeting him. He's, a, he's an incredible guy. He, he runs 
one of my locations down in Florida, and he's the hardest working dude I know. And the reason I give him anything he needs is because he's just the hardest working person ever. You know, I'm he'll sure call he's me and, himself to you. Yeah, he's dedicated. Yeah, yeah. you call me and say I need this. All right, done. <clears throat> you know, and you help the people that help you. Yeah. It's ultimately and 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 you you just gotta keep a good rapport. Uh, we've got many guys that work for us, and and they're all good guys. I'm, I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but oh, I'm yeah. I'm just saying that when you when you uh, have a friendship with someone, I think it goes a little bit more versus just a you know employee. So, so I can tell him right now, don't hire your friends. Yeah, I'm don't. sure that makes an awkward uh, situation when you have to bring a hammer down. <laughs> yeah, or you're trying to be a little bit disciplined because remember, if if you're on the company and you've got Mike, let's just name a guy, make up a guy named Mike. It's a good friend of yours, and you've got a hundred percent, you know, devotion to this company. Remember, he doesn't. He doesn't. He yeah. just wants a paycheck. It's not his baby. So you can't expect him to put in the same effort that you're putting in. But yeah. you think you you think he should. You think he should, but then the reality it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Now that's that's a big that's a big issue with people on, and that's, that's one of the things I'm having to. Uh, learn whenever I try to develop people on the team that I'm on now yeah. is, you know, people have different levels of effort and different levels of motivation and different skill levels too. Yeah. So it's like putting together a jigsaw puzzle and on a company wide level, I bet that's a whole, it's you know, a, utilizing your tools that you can get, you know, it's not like a standard set. You have to, yeah. <laughs> you have to put tape on some of them to make them fit. And <laughs> yeah. You, you know, glass, I mean, you know, Thanks to you, by the way. Yo, yeah, you taught like, me how to do glass. You know what's crazy is sometimes I'm I, good now, actually. Yo, <laughs> I like can cage, be good now. Like cagers, you on taught me right, and uh, <laughs> just I, I'm hard headed, so it took me a few years, but I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. I'll go up to the glass depot, and and I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, Phil, what's up?" You know, and they're like, "Man," I'm like, I, I remember his face, but I can't remember his name, and and you know, because I've been hitting head too many times. <laughs> And and then and then I've I've actually had eleven documented concussions. You're my glass daddy. Yeah, <laughs> are you? My so I can't son? remember shit anyway. But they'll come up to me and they'll be like, "Hey, hey, Phil, man, thanks to you, man, I did this." And I'm like, "That's awesome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry you're in glass." You know, I told my my ex wife, my kids, I was like, "You know, you're never doing glass ever. I wouldn't even let them do anything." I'm like, "No," and and both of them, you know, yeah. are in glass. I, you know. And, but it's one of those things where it's just like, there's a good way to make money in glass. Yeah. You just have to work hard. Obviously. It's a saturated field. It is. Everybody it's and their uncle has a truck. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a saturated field. I, I, the thing I've noticed amongst the glass companies in the area I work in, right? Um, the one I work for, which I'll leave unnamed, but all the companies that are successful, they have two different ways to success, quality and advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> because they're able to stand out above everyone and they keep the customers coming back because that's the biggest problem I see in glass is quality and customer service. Yeah. And those two things are sorely lacking. So the successful Especially companies the quality. just seem to float up to the top after a while. You got to remember, I started this 23 years yeah. ago when there was no such thing as mobile auto glass installations. Yeah. You know. Tools weren't even made to be mobile. Yeah. You know, everything was in shop. Inverters were $5,000. Yeah. Like TVs. And then <laughs> as I was getting into it, yeah. you know, mobile and came uh, available and, and tools were big, big, heavy tools that required a lot of stuff. And 
and long story of it is, is, you know, the, the whole technique of doing it because, um, there wasn't so many independent glass installers, you know, yeah. it was, it, it was like glass companies Yeah, and the glass companies had technicians. Now there's 50 million companies mm -hmm. because they're all LLCs or one man shows and they're making good money and they're contracting from this or that or this or that. And, 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 and that's a good living, but that's all you're ever going to do is just be a contractor. You know, I did it for a year after you trained me. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I still made enough money to pay my yeah, bills. Yeah, it's a good way to make money. Just off of Craigslist. Just think about day. it like this. Yeah. You do five jobs a day. Yeah. You profit $100 per job. You're profiting $500 a day. That's five days a week. That's $2,500. That's $10,000 profit a month. That's $120,000 a year profit. You can pay all of your stuff out of that for the yeah. most part. Yeah. If you're, especially yeah. if you're a single guy. <laughs> so a one man show can make $120,000 a year. Yeah. You know, that's basically the technique I went with the last five to seven years. I took that concept and I developed it almost like Ray Kroc situation. I just started duplicating my efforts. One thing I've realized is I would rather have 1% of 100 versus 100% of one. Mm -hmm. When you have 100% of one, Everything relies on that one person. But if you have 100 people and you're only taking 1%, it's a constant cash flow. Diversifying you know? your income streams, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So so with that being said, I just took that that situation that we were just referring to, that one-man show, and I started duplicating it. Yeah. Duplicating it all over the East Coast yeah. <clears throat> until it got enough profitability where I could open an office or a shop. And then I stick them in that shop and then that area, you know. And then that's basically what you do. Yeah. It, it's duplicating your efforts over and over again. Well, you paid well, too. What's that? You paid well. Back well, when I did contracting for you, you paid well compared to everyone else that was contracting local guys. Well, my, my thought did. process on that, thank you for that. My process on that is there's a there's an idea behind it. It's just like when I hire somebody. If I hire somebody, I'm going to sit there and say, oh, how much you think they're going to, you know, how much, let's just make up some silly numbers here. Let's just say he says, uh, well, yeah, how much you would like to make? per hour and he'll say something well I, i'm really looking to get about 18 dollars an hour you know because that's what someone's always paying me and i like that and like you know what i'm gonna pay you 20 dollars an hour mm -hmm. and and he's like oh really like yeah because i want you to prove to me that you're you know worth 20 dollars an hour motivation gives you a reason to yeah. show up to work if you pay someone less than what they think they should be making they're just gonna do they're not gonna like it if you pay them what they yeah. think they should be making, they're going to come and they're going to be just normal workforce. If you pay them more than what you think and they think they should be making, now they're trying to prove something to you. I bet it makes it easier to let go of them if they don't meet expectations because you're like, I paid you more than you wanted. Yeah. And you're not giving me what I expected. Is that sort of Yeah, basically it's a good way to say it. But as far as contractors, the reason I try to pay a little tiny more than what normally is because it's all about profiting. Yeah. If I'm making money, I don't have a problem paying you. You know, I, it, you know, if if I want, if you've got three different people you can contract from, and yeah. I want you to be primarily my contract, I want you to wake up at seven thirty in the morning and say, "Hey, Phil, got any work for me? Company, yeah. Any work for me, Phil? Not like, hey, can you do this job, Dean? Oh yeah, I mean, I can throw it in there. I got seven already. I'll try to get to it. So you get priority because they know. That you're paying a little bit. And I'm going to be a else. closer proximity. They don't right. have to go out way out and bum fucked to do it. And then it's like easy, quick, fast, good money. 
Yeah. And they're going to keep you as a priority. And that's just kind of what I'm, I'm working with now. But, but yeah, we've got a lot of contractors that work for us. We've got employees, we've got shops and Orlando and Tampa and Charleston, and, you know, Raleigh, Durham. We had to open a new shop in Hillsborough. Nice. Yeah, really near. You've been working out of Hillsborough for a while. Yeah, remember we were in Mebane. Yeah. And then we were in Hillsborough. Um, God, that, we, yeah, we have, but, but I remember everything got shut down mm-hmm. for COVID. Everybody had to go to their houses. Obviously, a lot of realignment, was, I'm sure. Yeah, that. and now we've got a real nice facility there. We do calibrations. Nice. Okay. And got all new desks and furniture, and it's just really professional and really nice. And we just bought, I just bought a new machine. We're going to start doing window tinting. This, I, I just bought a 53 inch plotter. They call a plotter instead of a printer. And what you do is you have rolls of yeah. of tint, and it literally, you type in your VIN number, yep. and it pulls up the screen of what window you want, and it touch, click, 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 and it prints the tent already shaped to the window. Those are so fucking cool, bro. <sighs> yeah, I just bought all that. I watched, I, I was looking up different machines, and uh, like CNC machines, and decal cutting machines, and yep. fabric cut machines, embroidery machines. I'm just like looking at all kinds of different stuff. And one of those came up. For window tent and I was like that is dope as hell because now it makes every tent job you do that much faster but it's, and it's, and it's, it's, it's that it's much precise. better yeah you know it's you precise just slide that sucker in roll it around and then pull it off it's and it's done it's, it's a good thing yeah I, so we're looking we're, we're kind of excited to get into that um and you know just to add some diversity you know anytime you're in business you can't just do may have one steady flow income I live by a thing a person that fails to plan is planning to fail yeah. You know, and always have a backup plan and always have to have diversity of income coming in because you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You have to have different, again, the model, I'd rather have 1% of 100 than 100% of one. Yeah. So you just change it. You have a lot of different incomes, revenue streams coming in. And if one's lacking, the other one's still here. And, you know, you know, you can always attend that, you know. Yeah. So with the tinning windows, it's, it's just another thing. It was not too, too expensive to get into. Um, there's a software that we use. A monthly subscription and allows you to print out the tent. Even like so, so if you have a door glass busted out, you're like, "Hey, Phil, like, oh, it's tinted." Yeah, come right to the shop, put the door glass in, right there, in and out, and we tint the window, and you're on the road. Boom! And we can actually start billing insurance companies for the tent now too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Insurance oh, nice. companies pay up to a certain was... amount. Yeah. Okay. Like State Farm and Link Services and things like that, they pay for that. Wow. And a lot cool. of a lot of times they'll make you go do it. And then they'll just, after you prove a receipt, they'll reimburse you. That takes the customer like 30 days to get all that situated. Yeah. But if we're already doing the glass, now we have a way that we could add it into the invoice for the glass and bill it all at the you same time. Ahead of it. Yeah. yeah. And like, let's just say well, you have a hundred dollars. I mean, yeah. it's a great idea to get ahead of it and you yeah. can maximize your money. And yeah. a really cool thing now, and I'm sure you've noticed this, yeah. a lot of people are getting the windshields tinted. Oh, yeah. So you can tint the windshield prior to installing it. These new headlights, everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had mine at 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to put H at that. And, you know, you got to do it legally and things like that to make yeah. it right. If not, we just make you sign a waiver. Yeah. You know. Well, it's so, on them. You know. Yeah, yeah. We sign it. And they, if, if the law makes them take it off tomorrow, well, that's their problem. They paid me, you know, and we did it the right what they wanted. And, yeah. And we have the liability release form. So. Oh, yeah. But other than that, it's, um, you know, that's just, it's just what you do. You just try to, every day is a different struggle. Like, every day I go to work, you know, I remember one time. I was sitting there years and years ago, and um, my ex-wife, she was like, you're always on the phone every time we're somewhere, whether it be in Key West or 
know, it, it doesn't matter. And I, and I looked at her and I said, if I wasn't on this phone, we wouldn't be on this trip. We wouldn't be in Key West right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making sure we can pay for tomorrow and the yeah. next day and the next day. <laughs> and, and she never really understood that. But, you know, yeah. she, you know what? But it's, it, you got to put in work. You got to, you know, if you want to be successful, you will be successful. There is no other round around it. You just, you just accept that you're going to be successful. And then you put in hard work. You don't take any kind of excuses and you just make it happen. I mean, that's just what I did. I've just, now I'm in a situation, thanks be to God, that I have children that can, uh, you know, a lot of relatives that work for me and I literally can just go do something and I don't have to worry about nobody yeah. stealing from me. You know, the business going to work because they have an invested interest themselves. They have skin in the game. Yes. And it's a totally different situation. But other than that, man, it's just, I just try to stay on top of the technology. You know, you got these calibration things now. I just yeah. spent all that money on getting calibration systems through Altel, A-U-T-E-L. Just bought all that. And um, we, we did our first one a couple of, uh, what, two weeks ago. So, so it's starting to, you know, fix us up. And now I'm going to have to start putting in all the locations. And it's, it's, just, it's a big expense. But you have to make money, pay money to make money. Yeah, you know, and 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 you buy this machine or these software, and then you but you can you can charge a certain fee. But you think yeah. about how much money you're turning a you know a, a you know a half million dollar company to a two million dollar company overnight. When anybody can do that, yeah. you know, you know. Long story short, you buy the stuff, and you if you have a way of billing it, and you have to have the contracts. Yeah, but other than that. If you can just make it all work, trip over uh, a dollar trying to get to a dime. Go ahead and spend the money to make the money. Kind yeah, of thing. like and that's something my oldest son, my son, doesn't really like credit, even though he has perfect credit. He doesn't really like yeah. spending money. He saves everything. Uh, Phil Junior. and he's such a you know awesome kid. But <clears throat> but what he's got to learn in this in this business is you constantly have to spend money yeah. in business. And it sucks to spend ten thousand, twelve thousand um, dollars. You know, I've got a friend of mine who owns a a, a company where he does like with bulldozers, and he, he makes land ready to build houses on. Yeah. And 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 I make he makes me feel good because I'll say, Oh, oh God, this eight hundred dollar windshield just broke, and you know, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Bro, something happened on my bulldozer. It cost me thirteen thousand dollars yesterday. Bro, I put glass in those D sixty five drills oh, from wow. Epic Rock. Oh my God. From James River, it's three grand, my cost for a windshield. Jesus! Okay. In Tampa, we started and doing one wrong move and it breaks. Wrong move and it just breaks. <laughs> it's a stack of glass that's about that thick with laminate pieces in between it. So it's you know it's like ballistic glass. Oh wow! And it takes two to three men to pick up safely, and it is steel heavy. So wow! I'm, I'm telling you, these some of the bills that these guys oh pay. God. Like I've gone up to some of the maintenance guys that change out the tires. One guy told me the tires like 10, 15 grand a pop. Just oh doing God. a tire change. So if you got four on a loader, it's 50 grand in tires. Like, yeah. Now, now that's just the tires. They change, not going in and replacing hoses and hydraulic lines, you know? So every time they do a maintenance, it's like having a Ferrari that you're doing a maintenance, a full maintenance. Cause it's not just the tires, just the oil, just the glass. I mean, it's, they do all kinds of stuff and, and I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, that's what the, we, we were. Yeah. It was a point in Tampa yeah. uh, that we were doing like Ferraris and Lamborghini windshields. Yeah. 
And, and then when you go to buy one and it's $3,700 and then your guy accidentally cracks it, putting it in and you cry for two days, you're like, Oh my God. So now I'm doing this class for free. So what I've decided if I do a Lamborghini, I'm doubling it. Yeah. So, so what happens is if I buy a windshield for $2,100, the minimum is going to be is $4,200 because if I'm installing it and I break it, I at least want to do it again and break even. Yeah. You won't want you to know. lose $2,100 yeah, so because you, had you a, learn, yeah. you learn, <laughs> but, but, um, but insurance companies pay it, you know? And, and the cool thing about Lamborghinis and Ferraris and, and a lot of these fancy cars is nationwide state farm. They don't insure them. There's certain policies that have to have yeah. with those cars. You would think, oh, you just call State Farm, and State Farm says, uh, no, we don't. We don't assure a 21 Lamborghini. Sorry, yeah. but this company may, you know. But so, so it's just different procedures and things like that. But, but you just got to keep up with the times, keep up with technology. And, you know, it's a constant struggle. I have a fireman's hat on the right side of my desk, and everybody says, "Do you used to? You used to be a fireman?" I'm like, nope, nope. Nope. I, I wear it every day almost. I am a fireman. I put out fires all day long, you know. And I'm it's getting so crazy here lately, I'm gonna get a damn one of jackets. One of those small ones that you put on your tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> My little phone's like, but you know, so, so it's just a constant thing of just basically just trying to stay with the technology, keep people happy, treat people well, and and just work as hard as you can. I mean the, the world we live in now, and COVID's changed a lot, um, you know, but, but the world we live in now, it's it's different than it was 10 years ago, Dean. It really was. It's, I remember when you just had to show up to work, put an ad in the dang yellow pages, and people called you, yep. and you did the work. Now it's so much different things. It's, it's, it's very difficult, probably hence why there's so many failure rates you know high failure rates now but but it, it goes back to the principles it's when i would when i would train someone in MMA or something like that i would tell people say when they start maybe lose a fight or two i would say hey what we're going to do is we're going to just you're getting too heady yourself we're, we're going to go back to the basics yeah so it's the same way when business you know you got to go back to the basics why are you doing this what do you know how to do and then you just start it and then you just go right back keep and, the foundation steady and then yeah. everything else you can build. Yeah, I read somewhere, I may be wrong, but it was like seven years to build the foundation for the World Trade Center and only three years to build the towers. Yeah. You know, it's you've got to get the, and, and that may be not exactly right, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's- The concept to, is yeah. there though, yeah. Yeah, the concept. And, and long story short, you've got to put the work in and then watch, you know, your, your, your things grow. And, and, and that's just what it is. If you're not willing to put the work in, it's never going to grow. Yeah. You know, and that's ultimately what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm truly blessed to just wake up and have somebody call me and say they want a piece of glass, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you have to advertise in so many things now. I mean, I remember when it got slow, you could put an ad on Craigslist. Yeah. You know? Now, I don't even know if Craigslist is still there. I, I think it is, man. I put <laughs> I put uh, a vehicle I had on there oh, a cool. back, and I don't know how relevant it is because we only got a couple of hits back whereas used to you put it on there and you'd sell a car in 30 minutes oh yeah so i don't yeah. know how it is now but it still exists yeah you know, they, they've gotten rid of a lot of those old pages because all these apps are now now you know yeah yeah and, a funny uh, story about my two kids you'll like the story so dealing with craigslist so <clears throat> they were being teenagers when one's 17 one's 19 one's they're just they're brothers who just get on each other's nerves so somebody did something wrong 
So uh, they started getting at each other. So my son Jay took my older son Phil and wrapped his entire truck with like $50 of saran wrap. So literally he couldn't even get in his truck one morning and going to school. And then so so they Philip Jr. got, see, I'm going to get even. So he called up Craigslist. And he literally, maybe maybe I've got the who, who did who wrong, but but literally one of the other one of my boys they they put an ad, they took his car and put it on Craigslist, and was like fifteen hundred dollars. I need it gone today. I'm shipping out for the military. Oh, and put his phone number and his email address. It <laughs> was friggin' hilarious. His phone was blowing up. Emails blowing up. Can I come get it today? Can I come get it today? I'll buy. And you know it's a ten thousand dollar car. He's selling fifteen hundred dollars. You know something like oh that. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, that was <laughs> that was the last Craigslist experience that I had. But dealing with that, but that's yeah, that's something I can see them doing too. Yeah, they're <laughs> knuckleheads. Boy, I tell you, two boys they love each other to death. They're, they two brothers love each other to death. But but as far as um, who you have to advertise nowadays, you have to advertise with like you know next door. Yeah, uh, you got to advertise with you know Google, <clears throat> Yahoo. And, and it's just so many people that you have. To, I, I don't even know how much I pay anymore. I'm pretty sure it works, you know, well. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Google person. Yeah. So we they're, pay it. They're massive in the advertising space. Yeah, we pay massive. a big amount to Google. Um, today's April the 1st. So obviously, um, you know, we're, we're going to be paying to something because it's every first of the month. And, and when they give you this, they give you a spreadsheet that's basically like, okay, here's your rates. Here's how many calls. I, like, I love it because here's how many people clicked on you. How's how many impressions? You they know, got like, the analytics. Oh, man, to, it's down to a yeah. science, bro. And, crazy. I didn't realize until I started the podcast and started uploading videos and then the amount of analytics you get for free. Wow. I figured you'd have to pay for it, right? Yeah. yeah. But YouTube specifically, Rumble, like those two places, I mean, when you post a video, they tell you when people click off your off of your video. They, wow. they tell you when they leave, uh, tell you, you know, like how many clicks you get, how long they stayed, where they left at, you know, did they come yeah. back to the video later? Like, that's was incredible. It, and it's, I mean, it lets you know, like, okay, so this is the part of the video that's that never really hits or this section. Say you do a podcast and like the wild and wonderful section you do, like that yeah. one, people drop off. Well, it's just trim or take that out you know and then if you see people staying after that you know you did the right thing also it gives you it helps you critique yeah, your okay, content critique it a little bit which in turn helps you but also in the end helps youtube and google right because they're making more money because more eyeballs are on your videos right so the analytics i guess it just pays for itself in their mind so that's why they give it to you but it's incredible yeah um, it's 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 google's a good thing you, you know fine-tune everything i mean some of the stuff is creepy Right. If you go on one side of the conversation, but on the side of like a business owner, it's definitely. And, and well, it's, it's good creators, to know. I can I can say that it's definitely got all the tools for free that you yeah. need to fine tune. Your I, I just like looking at it because it's yeah. like now we have this thing where, where you can actually call through the, the thing like and, and, it, and it costs money, I think a little bit money. But every time you get an impression, every time somebody clicks on your website Every time somebody clicks on, now they can just call right from their phone. Yeah. Like they just call and it costs money, but it's calling your office directly. Yeah. And and they got, this is how many calls you had. This is how many people clicked on your website, you know, and, and it's really cool. You know, we've got this software now that allows you to, so you go in, you go to Google, you click on the website, 
then you can go into the website and get an estimate right online, and it nice. comes right to us. And we're able to go into the computer, give an estimate, and it goes right to their email. So that's really cool. My uh, brother, my brother that uh, I brought on, um, he actually worked for Piggly Wiggly for about 14, 15 years. Wow. And now he does glass. Oh, wow. Uh, Poor yeah. guy. I brought him right in from, he loves it. Yeah. Loves I, it. I got so many people that just are like, thank you for showing me how to do glass. And I just look at him like, I'm so sorry. Because I'm it's not, like man, an addiction. It's, you know, it's an I addiction. I can feel half my fingers now because I've cut all the nerves and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I got like a nasty Jesus scar right here where I opened myself up. Oh, that's a, awesome. A 990 one day. <laughs> it's up there trimming. And I'm on the, I mean, I'm tied off, got all my gear on and stuff, but uh, I was up there trimming the bottom seal urethane oh off God. and my foot slipped because of some axle grease. And when it slipped, the, the the razor slipped out of, you know, the groove it was on. And I had my hand up here <sighs> holding on and it went like this. And I was like, that's going to be bad because I immediately felt like fire from the cut point all the way down oh, to my fingertips. Wow. And it ended up nicking the tendon. The tendon. I can sit here and move my fingers, and you know, like Star Wars, that scene where Luke Skywalker is moving his fingers with the new, oh yeah, mechanical wrist, and he's looking at the little tendon. It's exactly yeah. what it looked like, but meat. Oh, <laughs> oh that's gross. Yeah, I've had my yeah. fair share of, of, of cuts and wounds, and and um, it's a glass guy thing, I think. I yeah, yeah. Feel my hands. I'll tell you this funny story. So one time we were working on this. Uh, this piece of glass. It was years ago. My brother was working for me at the time, and so we're sitting there, and and uh, I'm holding the ladder for him and everything, and and the glass slides off the suction cup, uh, and I'm thinking as a business owner, <laughs> catch the glass. Don't ever catch a falling no, piece of glass, never, especially a kneeled piece of glass. Yeah. No, that is wrong. <laughs> but I'm thinking, oh, five hundred piece of glass took three weeks to get it. Catch, you know. So I go to catch it, and it just tears me out of pieces. I have stitches everywhere. And I look yep. down to my arm, and there's a piece of glass literally coming in right here <laughs> and coming out here. I'm like, oh. You know, I'm like, and so I, the first thing I do is grab it, and I pull it out. Oh, no. Don't ever Don't do, ever that. do that. Because <laughs> it's going completely through. Oh. It's like three inches sticking oh. out. So I'm pulling it off. If you had anything serious in there, it would have squirted out. Well, the thing of it is, is I'm the one that did all the damage. It was just a little bit of blood. That's all it was. I can still move my fingers. Okay. I pulled the glass out. It. I cut all five of my tendons. Oh, Jesus. Cut my main artery. I'm like, oh, my hand falls like right here. This oh. big knot goes here. Yeah. And then, so we're yelling, you know, we're on a, where you, you know, uh, was it state campus? And so we're yelling like, hey, we need somebody help. So he, I'm tied it off. We're trying to tie a tourniquet around. They, the cops get there. The ambulance take me away to into surgery. They arrest him, or they they detain detain him. Oh my god! About to arrest him, thinking he stabbed me. <laughs> and I'm I like, I'm like, where's my brother? We're about to go in surgery. <laughs> Finally, he comes in there with a policeman. And says, "Is this your brother?" I'm like, "Yes." And he wants a statement. I'm like, "Dude, I'm going into surgery." He was helping. We were doing. He's like, "Oh, I thought y'all got into a battle and he stabbed you." <laughs> I should have said, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> that would have been the worst. <laughs> no, All the time you're in surgery, he's in holding. Yeah, he's in holding. Some bitch. Yeah, he, he still messes with me about that. They put him in a police car and everything, handcuffed. It was really crazy until he could, you know, find out what the deal is. But, yeah, I went in surgery. So that's just one glass thing. I carry, I carry combat tourniquets already prepped for leg and arm and 
I'd carry a trauma kit as well in my van because, like, I've seen some pretty gnarly shit. Oh, yeah. Would you and be a veteran doing, and doing what you've done before? I'm, I'm sure you have. playing yeah. around with the bleeding thing, you know. And I, I know the people I work with sometimes get annoyed with me because, you know, it's, there's, it's 105 degrees. They're sweating bullets. They're picking up flat glass they just cut <sighs> before they sand the edges. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, call me over before you move the glass because you're going to slip and it's going to cut you right. Right here. I oh. think that was one guy that was, oh. he's a newer, less than five years of experience at this time. And he picked up a piece of flat glass with sharp edges, all but one, you know, and he had it right against his arms and he was carrying it like what this. What in the hell? Oh, and I was like, I yelled. I was like, bro, without stop. being seamed or anything? Huh? Without being seamed no, edges? It was, it, the edges were still razors. Oh my Jesus. And I'm like, bro. And, you know, it's 105 degrees. You're probably not thinking clearly. You're, you know, working in, in the direct yeah. sunlight. You're trying to move quick so the glass doesn't get too hot because then it'll crack, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I get it. But I, all I was seeing in my head was like. Well, you, your, your military the stuff arms came going in. down yeah, like this and blood squirting out. You're already planning. Okay. Well, when he does this to itself, we're going to do a tourniquet there. A tourniquet there. Yeah, I'm already planning. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's just your mentality of being a veteran. But yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, the glass. Like you said, it cut your hand went down. I mean, that's that's you can bleed out. <laughs> well, they, they told me they says why did why did you take it out? I'm like it was sticking all the way through my arm and it looked like a cross when I lift my arm up, you know. And I was like, so I just wanted it out. It's like never take anything yeah. out because we could have surgically took it out and not had any hard hardly any damage. Yeah, I had three surgeries for that situation, but I've been cut so many times. I mean, you can see I got scars everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just... Well, you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember when I was younger, like in my early 30s, and I was like trying to count my scars. Oh. Uh, I, I listened to this song. It was like, chicks dig scars. I was like, ooh, I'm going to see how many scars I have. <laughs> you know? And then come to find out I, I lost count. Uh. But yeah, it's... um, Glass is a good thing. You know, it really is. You know, it's a good business to be in, but you've got to, you know, know how to do it. You know, it, and there's accidents just like anything. Mechanics. I mean, I hear terrible things about mechanics, and it changes every year too. Tree company guys. Oh my god! You know, the thing about glass is that you have to glass. You have to keep up with the ages. Yeah. Technology changes. Now we're in this big safety council thing. You know, I'm mm -hmm. safety certified um, because like Teslas and windshields. The bigger the windshields get, yep. the more safety comes into play. Oh yeah. You know, and well, the structure are... integrity of the car. Teslas are like glass from the cowl to the the back bumper. Well, yeah, there's a little seam right above. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty much all glass, you know. And I, we've done several Teslas. Now we will not do any Teslas unless we buy the glass from Tesla. Yeah. Um, I but, can't imagine the quality issues. Now, there was some there was some yeah, uh, warehouses that you and I deal with that um, – and, and, and what, what they were running into is the recalibrations. Yeah. There's only one place that can recalibrate a Tesla. And if Tesla says they won't do it unless it's a Tesla windshield, well, then you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many windshields we put in. And I felt so bad for the people because they called me and I put it in because they saved $300. Yeah. And, and by buying the glass from Tesla. And then they can't get the car recalibrated because Tesla's saying, yeah. if it's not a Tesla windshield, we won't calibrate it. And I don't blame them either because knowing how bad, I mean, I know it's rough for customers, but on the end of like, you know, being liable, you know, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't want to take that on. Yeah. Taking it from some company that's made in, you know, the Philippines. And yeah. You know how it is with aftermarket oh, yeah. glass sometimes. Yeah, trust Certain me. brands. Especially with encapsulated glasses. Yes. It's oh, never, God. the quality control is ass. So. <laughs> it's just like having a, you know, this, this crazy yeah. glass and the, it's not even bowed to the curvature of the car. It's fine for like a regular analog car, but when you're getting into like a Tesla that drives Our itself, premier. I wouldn't want to trust, you know, some no. aftermarket that's may not, you know. Yeah, it, when you got a really curved piece of glass, yeah. you probably should go with a higher end name brand. Yeah. If it's just a Ford F-150, 1099, you know, or a 1205 Ford Ranger, or a 2351 Honda Accord, I mean, you know, these part numbers, is, yeah. but, but it's just a standard windshield. Maybe you can go some. When you're when you're trying to do a 2022 Lincoln Navigator windshield, yeah. or a Tesla, or any of these new Lincolns that are out yeah. now, Jesus Christ! Hell, the Toyotas. Oh God, yeah. I just did a brand new Tundra the other day, bro. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's like twelve hundred dollar windshield. Oh my God. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming out. It's well, awesome. It sounds well, great, brother. I, you got the right guy because so. I talk. I talk a lot, you know. And, and uh, this is yeah. this is a good thing. I mean, I checked out your your stuff. You got a great guy, and plus plus you're an, you're an awesome guy. Let's, Thanks, man. Appreciate let's be it. honest with you. You're a decorated veteran. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. I think I've told you that once or twice or maybe three times before. Oh, yeah. I, um, and I appreciate you, man. You, you've literally taught me the trade that has kept me going for the last – since you taught me. I love it, and I appreciate it. I've been able to pass it along to someone else in my family. He loves it. Now he's feeding his kids with it. I mean, it's, it's a process that, that once it got it's started, it's, it's a positive thing. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate Thanks that. That's no problem. It's just like uh, my uncle told me. He says, you know, he says, you know, it's something I think all the Bible or something is you, you feed, a, you, you can feed a man a fish and, and he'll, he'll starve yeah. the next day. You teach him how to fish and he'll never starve. Yeah. So it's kind of like out of glass, you know, you know, <clears> I can teach you how to do glass. And once you've learned it, you can't unlearn it. No, it's there. Yeah, it's a trade. Yeah, it's you know, there. people call me all the time saying, "Phil, are you are you teaching?" I'm like, "No." I had this one guy. The guy I was referring to earlier in the podcast, Sean. The reason he's such a good friend is because he 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 wanted to do autoglass for so long, and I said, "Look, brother, you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to ride with me for three months, Man. and you're not gonna you're not gonna be yeah. able to make anything. I mean, being a helper in a truck doesn't pay well, but you're learning now." Yeah. I'm paying him a couple thousand dollars a week and I do not yeah. exaggerate that number. Yeah. And, and the, the thing of it is, is he went from, you know, making, you know, $16 an hour to making, you know, over $2,000 a week. And, and he provides a lot better financial situation for his family, Yeah, you know, and, 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 and he thanks me all the time. And I'm like, dude, you're the dude working it. I just taught you how to do it. You know? Yeah. And there's, I've taught people that didn't do anything with it. Yep. I'm sure. They shit it right out the toilet. And yep. I mean, I've set them up with, great paying jobs with other companies after wow. they learn, you know, and they just don't do nothing with it. But then I teach other people and they, they take off. It's amazing and how one person can teach one person. It depends on how much you want it. Like you said earlier is how much do you want it? Yeah. Go get it. It's there. Effort in, effort out. So you get what you put in. Yeah. You really do. And I appreciate you having me on here, man. This is a great no, time. Plus you. it's always good to see you. Thanks and, for uh, I get to see you here and there at the glass spot Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. passing, but it's actually good to get down and sit down with you and pick your brain and sort of, you know, this get you to cranium, which is direct, the, just, yeah. it's, it's so corrupt right in there. <laughs> Anything positive that comes out is great, you know, but it's, a, you have a successful business and that was, like I said, I'm doing like a little, uh, 
uh, series. So I'm gonna bring in other guys. You've that's been great. doing this a long time. I'm gonna bring in some guys that just started. Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. that's what I'm planning on doing anyway. And kind of merging, kind of like a, a yeah, thing like together, a three yeah. or four guys. You know, unrelated to each other, but each in the, in different businesses. You know, and then find out what their their what's the main vein that goes through everybody that made them successful, basically. Yeah, well, this is all I ever know. This is all I've ever done. 47 years old. I've been doing this full time since I was 17 years old. So 30 years. Um, and, and, and this is all I know full time, 30 years, but I've been doing it pretty much my whole life. Cause I've grew up in the business and unfortunately, um, you get on my uncle's nerves or riding around in glass yeah. trucks when I was 10, 12 years old. But, but, um, but no, this is all I ever known and anything I can teach other people to, to give them more options in life, financial yeah. options or whatever is, is, it's great. And obviously you're doing well and everybody's doing good and you just really can't ask for them that more. You know, yeah. but thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, appreciate so much. you man. Thanks so much.